Welcome back to the Complete Center's Guide. If you guys are just tuning in, you have got you have got to go and watch the first part of this episode. We're actually doing two part. We've got a debate slash dialogue going on with Joshua Davidson, um, Mr. Chalaya, Noah's father, and Noah. Guys, welcome back to the second part. Hey, thanks for having us. Josh, do we have you? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so uh, Tyler, you were yes. set, so Tyler, you actually had you had we had you had done a lot of planning and a lot of hard work to try to bring this episode together. And as part of that, one of the things that you did was you went through and started to define kind of an outline of how the debate. And in the opening statement in the in the first episode, what ended up happening was. Well, there was a lot to unpack there, and we just couldn't get it unpacked in 56 minutes. We went tw- off the rails. 20 seconds, but that's okay, because you know what? Yeah. As Josh so eloquently put it, they're organic questions by real people who have a real desire to understand God. So, Tyler, let's start with this. What is meant by free will? What I would well, I'm not very, um, I can't define free will because I don't hold to the, the, um, the now, I give you the free will view. to define free will. The free to define free will. So I'm limited by the language that I use because there's only certain amount of words in the English vocabulary that I can define free will. So I'm limited in that aspect. But that's in a sense of what I mean um, by by limited will is the word that I like. Is that we are as humans we have the ability to choose, and those things are ultimately uh, intervened um, by outside sources as well as inside things that make us tick so to say i know it's very not very theological but it's you know i'm a simple di- i'm a simple guy so i like to use words that people understand but so at the same time so what i mean by that is that we are able to do what our uh, nature what we we're, we're confined by our nature and the freedom of the will would be to do whatever that that nature allows you to do And that's where I would end. Okay, sounds good. No, that's not, I, I just yeah, I just wanted to give you a chat. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, Josh, your thoughts or your definition um, of free will? I, my, my 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 question to that would be ultimately if if the determinations of man's volition or our choices, the simpler word, are, if our choices are are determined by our desires, who determines our desires? Well, there's a lot of different things that go into that. Why I like chocolate ice cream above vanilla, I don't know. I just do. Um, well, so, no, that's not. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's a fair comparison at all for a number of reasons. Well, well, well so let's start with elaborate, this. please. Okay, so the reason that I like chocolate ice cream more than more than what'd you say, vanilla? Yeah, sure. Vanilla. So okay, I I don't hand. I don't like cho- chocolate ice cream. I okay, all right, but my, the the ice cream that I like is the same ice cream that I was fed as a child by my mother. So she instilled okay. it. She instilled him. It's the same reason why my dad grew up in India, and so we eat a lot of Indian food at our house. Now, Tyler, sure. uh, you sound like a like a, a full blooded Southern American. Have you ever had Indian food? Is it something you enjoy? Um, actually, I do not enjoy Indian food. I'm there we go. Guys. No, that's okay. But yeah. that's a perfect example. Hey. If you would have said you enjoyed it, it would have ruined my example. So what we grow up with and, and what we become accustomed to shapes our likes, our desires. And certainly, we're born with a certain propensity for certain things. And uh, that's where we get into a lot of the debate when it comes to, you know, um, homosexuality and, and those kind of sins where some mm-hmm. people say, I was born this way. Yes, you were born that way. We all agree with that. What we're saying is that we're all born with a propensity to sin, 
the Bible commands us to do otherwise, and so we have to make that choice. And I guess that's the part I think that you and I uh, don't quite see eye to eye on. Yeah, I personally don't think that gay people are born that way. I don't think God created them to be that way. Okay, let me ask you this. Let, let me ask you this. Um, and but, I, yeah, let, re- let me ask regardless. you this, Tyler. And I, I and it's one of those mm-hmm. things where if you're okay extending the bonus episode past thirty minutes, I'm willing to do that. Yes. Okay. So so here is so here is here is the next thought because this is one of my fundamental complaints with modern Christianity. We, as Christians, we back ourselves into these boxes and we try to put God into a box and we say this is yep. what God is and this is what God does and this is we know God He's in this box and then when something doesn't fit the box. <laughs> We begin to reject God because it didn't fit in the preconceived box that we had. And I think we as human beings really need to get away from that. So when we say things like, I don't believe people. So so when we say things like, I don't believe that gay people are born that way. Hypothetically speaking, let's say five years down the road, scientific evidence comes out that can we can prove definitively uh, using uh, various different electrical impulses on the brain and studying those. We can prove that there is a a given gene or a given DNA makeup or whatever it is, some sort of scientific irrefutable proof that there is a there is a biological difference and which is what makes people born uh, to desire people of the same gender. If that Mm -hmm. hypothetically speaking, if that evidence came to light, how do you continue to defend the biblical answer that people aren't born homosexual, for example? And I'm just using that as an example. I could care less if if you what you know, you've got one life to live. You live it however you choose. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just so I'm not picking on any particular sin. I'm just saying that when I the problem that we have faced for years is the earth was created in seven days. And so we put that into a box and we said Jesus Mm -hmm. doesn't heal on this or God doesn't heal on the Sabbath. And so we put that into a box. And so when Jesus Mm -hmm. comes down to the earth and starts working miracles on a Sabbath, they people said, we know God. God is in this box. We've already defined it. We know what God does and doesn't do. And, 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 and so and so they reject the Son of God coming to earth because it didn't fit in our human preconceived box. And so I think that's right. A, I'll let you respond. And I think, yeah, sure. I think that's a problem. We have to, as as Christians, as those who are born again or born from above, we have to take our theology and our doctrines because there are there is that we have to derive them it's called exegesis from the bible we can't set back and make a god in our image and that's the problem with 99% of the world jesus set the foundation he said i'm the way the truth and the life and nobody comes to the father but by me now there's a there it, the point that i'm going with this give me one second please is that Muslims, for example, they have a Jesus that was not crucified. Therefore, that Jesus does not exist. It's a Jesus made in their image for to fit whatever the theology they have. If you start doing that with God, all of a sudden you have all of these heresies that are coming about. No, we have to take what God has said. We have to apply it to our lives. And it, the, I saw a meme the other day, and it's actually quite um, interesting. It said, it, it, the Bible is easy to understand. What's, not, what's, what's difficult is to swallow what it says. And I agree with that 100%. Um, so that that's that that'd be I guess my response um, to wrap everything up is that you know I, I would say that God is ultimately sovereign and I and I don't think anybody here would disagree with that um, and, and mm-hmm. that includes everything um, that includes man's salvation yeah. as well. But our absolutely pe- okay. Uh, I I guess let's talk about limited freedom. Uh, Tyler, you want to kick that off? Sure. 
Yeah, um, so what I mean by limited freedom, again, um, when we go to the Bible, I don't have the exact verse and chapter off the top of my head, but um, I forget who says it, forgive me. But it says, can an Ethiopian change its spots? Can a leopard change its, or I'm sorry, yeah, Ethiopian yeah. skin, a leopard its spots. And then right below that, it says um, something about our heart. That also Jeremiah says that our heart is wicked amongst many, many things. Um, Josh a while ago brought up the flood. And the reason that God flooded the earth, because men were wicked, period, in the subject. In Genesis, it says uh, men are wicked from their youth. Um, so what I mean by, when it comes into the context of believing in Christ for salvation, our will is limited in the fact, our, our, yeah, our will and our nature is limited in the fact that we do not do what pleases God. We seek that which God condemns um, by nature. Uh, we are rebellious. I don't know about homosexuality to answer your question about that, um, but I will say this. Let, let me, let's put it into perspective um, from my past. I was a drug addict. Um, I, I did pills. I did, you know. But at the same time, even if there is a, gen, a genetic thing that they come out with 5, 10, 20 years down the road, if that is the case, I know in my heart of hearts that I still chose to do that freely. Um, it, it was what was there at my time, or at, at the time. My circumstances around it were, you know, I, I liked the feel of it. There were many different things that went into my choosing to take more and more lower tabs. Um, but yeah, and I'm held responsible for that. Absolutely. With the, so I guess so, Mike, I can I ask a question real, real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 on the topic of what you just said, that you said you freely chose to to enact whatever it was that catalyzed your your addiction to whatever substance, right? The sure. the 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 fact that you said that it was actually catalyzed, it began by a choice. Was that choice catalyzed in your specific? Uh, uh, agency as an individual to make that choice, or was it something that was was um, represented in God's mind as a certainty that, and, and therefore you did it out of certainty? I, I I don't understand the question. What do you mean by that last part? I, I think I get what you're saying, but can you elaborate a little bit? More? I, I mean, I mean, we both we both agree that God knows all things. So neither of us right. would uh, neither of us are open theists. Neither of us would say that God doesn't know X. Right? God knows all things. There's not a thing that qualifies something where I could say God doesn't know. Blah blah blah. God knows all things. Sure. Right? So God knew beforehand the choices that you would make, and He saw fit to make you anyway. Right? He chose to do right. that. Right, he's all fit to in spite of my sin. God absolutely. could do. God was free to have done otherwise, right? He didn't have to create yeah. one Tyler Fowler. He could have created right. a Tyler someone else, right? And and right. he made you and enabled you to live out the life that you were living. Do you think that in doing so, he consented or ordained or decreed the things that you did in any way, whether passively or actively? Did God decree the things that you decided to do? I think there is a sense, um, let me, uh, hold on just a second. I think there's a sense in which we've got to understand who God is. And, and this is this is such an important subject because of it, it has to do with the gospel and it has to deal with God's very own nature. God has said in his word that he, he reigns on heaven, you know, in heaven and on earth, and he does what he wills. I think there is a sense, and, and instead of the two being paradoxical, and forgive me if I'm using that word in the wrong way, but it seems like they're, they're polar opposites, right? Um, free will and determinism. 
Now, I don't hold to, and you know this, I don't hold to that God has chosen every single thing for me to, you know, do, whether it be to tap my right finger or my left finger. I, I don't know. But right. at the same time, I think hard, there's... We can call that hard determinism. Right, right. And I don't hold to that. I, I don't think that we're robots. But at the same time, I see my choices and God's predestining. I, I think there's a sense in which that, you know, God did decree, because he says he, he decrees all things that come to pass. Um it, there's a sense well, that's in, in the confessions, it, though. That's not in the scripture. Well, hold on. Well, anyway, regardless, I, I'll look that up later. Um, but the point is that I'm making is that whenever God... So, actually, let me ask this. Are you trying to say that there's things that happened outside of God's decree? Because that kind of threw me of what God. I was trying to say. Well, I guess at that point, then, then here, yeah, I see, I see what you mean. What do you mean by decree? Is ultimately what you that that's that's bring, the problem. Is I didn't say what I meant by decree. What I mean is is uh, the decree would be um, what what God desires to come to pass, and, and what He brings to pass. Yeah, what what happens in the real world? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, it says it, yeah, exactly. Well, not not everything that happens in the world real world is according to God's will. Would you agree? No. No, but I think there's different aspects of God's will. Um what do you mean by that? Do you mean the secret will of God because we don't know that? I mean, do you God, mean the decree of will? God, of God willing, God God willing or desiring for something to happen. The, the same way that we would use the will God, of man to say that you will the, to do something. Does God will pro- everything that comes to pass? No, the problem, because there's verses in the Bible that were, whenever Israel was rebelling, God said that I did not, you know, these things didn't even come into my mind whenever they were burning their babies. So if you're trying to say, you know, that does God make people burn babies? Absolutely not. That's horrific to think about. Um, but did God allow that for some reason? Absolutely. God was in control okay, of well, it. Then, he chose to allow you, it to you, take you place. You used the right word. That was the word that I was actually looking for. You said he allowed Allow? that. What was he allowing, yeah. if not the freedom of man's will to act upon their own choices? But the problem is, and this is where we go right back full circle, if God just allowed and didn't let anybody, or, or and didn't intervene in anybody's life, every single person would choose to rebel against God. There is no one who seeks God, no, not one. Right, we've already rebelled against God, but we know that God has right. has done and, many, many things in order to accomplish salvation. Mm-hmm. And part of that was predestining, and I know you don't agree with this, and you think it refers to Old Testament saints, but if anybody is justified, which we all are, and I need to de- de- to define what that word means, it means to be righteous in the sight of God. Based on what? Yeah. Based on faith that is God-given. So whenever I- anybody who is justified before God, going back into Scripture... They were predestined and foreknew. Now, you and I have a different definition for that word foreknow, but at the same time, we were also predestined to be called and to be conformed to the image of Christ. Those who are called are um, justified, and those who are justified will absolutely be glorified. Um, so there's a sense in which God predestined everybody, every individual beforehand who would be saved um, for salvation. So then what? So then, how how do you get how do you get off of the other side of the coin to say that God did not because it's in what would come of the others? No, 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 no. Because 
whenever God predestined and elect people to salvation, he was taking them out of the hellfire. The world is condemned already. And we, like I, like I said before, we, we don't state, we're not neutral. I don't believe in double predestination because I don't believe that God picked people to go to hell and go to heaven. No, I believe that God, out of his freedom, out of his free will, freely chose certain people to be saved to display his mercy. And for, you know, I believe that he left the others in their sin. That's the word that, you know, theologians are. He passed over them or he gave them over to their sin. I believe he did that to display his wrath. And now there might be other things in that, but I don't know them. Okay, so then is man born in such a way that all he could do is sin and rebel against God? Man is described in the Bible as dead in sin. Right, but that you, you, you went further than that and explained your nuances, and you said that they were so, capable so, virtually of so dead, God. Yeah, dead in sin, dead in sin would, um, that would expound, I guess, to unable to choose God, unable to please God, unable to repent and have faith, unable to follow His commandments. Um, actively choosing to rebel against Him might even be a better and way you, to And say you believe that, that, that that's just an inborn inability that you lack yeah, we're the born... capacity. The, the capacity is given whenever God sends his Holy Spirit to indwell a believer. Right, so they were yeah, born so... without the capacity, is what I'm saying. They... Again, I don't know, uh, so it would be, you know, it wouldn't be fair to say yes or no. I, I don't know if they were born with the capacity to please God. What I do know is the Bible says that no one pleases God and no one seeks for God apart from divine uh, intervention. Right, and, and we would agree there, but I believe that the divine intervention is the gospel and specifically the content of so, the gospel, namely that Jesus came and died for the sin of, the, of mankind so that whoever would believe and, then, and, and indiscriminately the right, world that would God believe. loved whoever from so, among that group believes this mm-hmm. would not perish. <laughs> so so here's my case, question. I'm, I'm just asking if the people yeah. that do not believe, you're saying that they were born without the capacity to... No, 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 I said them. I didn't know. I said I didn't know if they were or not. Well, do you believe I, that I, they are? I don't know. I don't know if they have the capacity to please God. What it says is they no, don't. No, not please God. Now, whether that's... Not please God. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I don't, I'm not saying that they have the capacity to please God in the flesh. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that the what? mindset on the flesh will not please God, right? I right. agree with that's, that. That's the mindset says, on the right. flesh. But who's setting the mind there? Were they born there, or did well, they set it their says, mind on the flesh? Okay, the Bible says that, well, you know, that um, in 1 Corinthians, that the, the things of God are foolish to the unbeliever, and, it's, and then it goes on to say further, that uh, I think it's First Corinthians two fourteen. If I'm not mistaken, if you wouldn't mind, I would like to pull that up and actually uh, read it um, in, in, word for word. Um, hold on, just a second. Uh, okay, it says to. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, in verse ten. God has revealed these things to us by the Spirit, and these are things that nor I has seen or has heard. God has revealed these to us by the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the things of a man except for man's spirit within him? So too, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, 
listen, so that we may know the things of God that are freely given to us by God. And we speak about these things with not with words taught with us by human wisdom, but to those taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual things to spiritual people. The unbeliever does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. It doesn't say cannot, it says does not. For they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The one who is spiritual, the one who has been given the Holy Spirit, discerns all things, yet he himself is understood by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to advise him, but we have the mind of Christ? So basically, what is that saying? It says that we've been given the mind of Christ by the Holy Spirit so that we can be able to comprehend the things that are given by God. And okay, that would do, you, do you believe that? Do you believe that the deep things, the deep utterances of the spirits, those mysteries, that's the, that's the gospel that has to be spiritually discerned, or is it the gospel? No, but I believe that the gospel is. I believe that the gospel has been given by God, according to what I was talking to you about earlier in Matthew um, chapter sixteen. Whenever G- Jesus asked, "Who are you?" Or, or "Who am I?" Who do people say that I am? And Peter said, "You're the Christ, the Son of the uh, the Son of uh, the Almighty One, or Most High." That's all part of the gospel. Yes. Okay, but the gospel has now been revealed since then. The gospel is not the secret things of God anymore, discerned by the Spirit. It's preached by the evangelist. No, no, no. So I don't know that the gospel things of the Spirit that that's being rejected there is foolishness, rather than maybe prophecy or any of the other deep things that would have been revealed by the Spirit after you had been in Christ. I don't think so. I think that the the, you think that's the gospel. No worse. I believe that it's all things that God has revealed, and part of that is the gospel. You have to have spiritual ears to hear spiritual things, and the fact of the matter is that nobody does. Except so they, for the so ones they, that they, have been they were born, born without the capacity, is what you're saying. That's what I was asking before. They were born no, without I'm just, the capacity. Like I said, they are born in a desire to run away from God instead of to Him. Whether that's okay, lack of capacity who, but, but, or not. Why? Well, I'll put it like this. They are born with a heart of stone, and God has to take out the heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh so that they would be able to um, come to faith in him and to be able to abide by him. That's whenever you were saying something earlier about the laws that were written in the hearts of man um, and that, and then applied that to to the flood. The Bible says that those men were wicked, and that's why only Noah found grace in the eyes of God. So if anybody's heart was written on um, by God, it was Noah's. Not, not the world. But Noah's not righteous um, of his own accord. Noah was found. No, absolutely, absolutely, and I and everybody. So he was wicked is, too. That's that's not that's not. Yes, yes, we're too. we're all wicked for for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Absolutely, he was wicked. He did not deserve it. That's why we're saved by right. grace because nobody deserves it. Right. So that we're falling short to the capacity. We agree that we're falling short to the incapacity to fulfill the law and obtain righteousness of our own accord without well, God's intervention. Out. Oh. Uh, you cut okay. out. I didn't hear all that. Can you oh, repeat sorry. it? I was saying, yeah, I, I yeah, believe there. we agree. I, hello? You guys are Yeah, there. you're there. Okay. I believe that we agree that man was born because of the fall without the capacity to fulfill the law and obtain righteousness of their own accord without God's intervention to aid them in fulfilling those laws through the Spirit. Right through those those commands that are that are found in the law, that we would be able to obtain righteousness. But I don't see Let any verses in the teach, in the scripture that teach explicitly that we cannot believe. Therefore, in Christ, like who you, did uh, fulfill the righteousness. I, I would like to show you one, if you don't mind. 
Um, so, okay. Yeah. Uh, my, it's my turn to it's my turn to ask questions, man. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just playing. Okay, we got no, you can you can. Have, I'm just I'm yeah, curious this, because I'd like the clarity. And you're you're yeah. you're speaking you're speaking honestly, and that that's something that it needs to be. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So let me ask you this: Are you familiar with Eli in First Samuel three fourteen? Eli in First Samuel what? Three fourteen. I'll read it, um, and then I'll ask you the question while you're searching. Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Um, I uh, What am I reading from? The NET, the New English Translation, it says this. It says, Then the Lord came and stood nearby, calling as he had previously done. Samuel, Samuel, Samuel replied, Speak, for your servant is listening. The Lord said to Samuel, Look, I am about to do something in Israel. When anyone hears about it, both of his ears will tingle. On that day, I will carry out against Eli everything that I spoke about his house from start to finish. You should tell him that I am about to judge his house forever because of the sin that he knew about for his sons were cursing God and they did not rebuke him and this is the part that I want to show you therefore I who's I it's God therefore I swore an oath to the house of Eli the sin of the house of Eli can never be forgiven by sacrifice or by grain offering now this would kind of get into um, limited atonement so to say or definite atonement as I like to call it but would you say that Eli or everybody in his house uh, since they were judged by God that they would never be forgiven by sacrifice or grain offering would you say that that also applied to the sacrifice of jesus could eli's house been saved by 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 the death of christ um or or by faith in christ i should say sorry by faith i I would say that because of the, the the obvious disconnect by several centuries i don't know that they would have any remote understanding of who christ would be i don't know that that didn't Revealed to anyone. You don't believe the Old Testament prophets and the old. You don't believe the Old Testament uh, saints knew who Christ was. I, if they no, I, I don't think that they had explicit knowledge as we do about what, the way that the gospel was going to out to, to work itself out. No, I think that they looked. I agree to a shadow of a thing, and they didn't see it clearly. They didn't understand okay. everything about it. They were writing what God had given to them; these bits and pieces. You know, it's uh-huh. not like all of that was all that coherent until the other side of it. We look at it now, and it seems so clear. But I think that right, might just right. be something that we chalk up to ourselves, having been on the right side of time. I don't think they would have whether, the explicit things that we know now. But whether or not Eli knew who Jesus Christ was or his house, the the verse says they'll never, they can never be forgiven by sacrifice or by grain offering, do you think that the death of Jesus applied to Eli, or do you think that God meant what he said and that they would never be forgiven by sacrifice? Well, I don't think it's an either-or. I think God meant what he said, but I think what God was referring to was the sacrifices of the law and of bulls and goats that are not going but to it doesn't say that. seek forgiveness. Well, what, what sacrifice say, actually, it, at that point? At that point, that is what it, he would be talking about. But but not necessarily because the people knew in Eli's day, I'm fairly certain that there was going to be a Messiah who would come and die for the for, for the people. That that's what How God promised in Genesis three fifteen. This is long before Isaiah when we would have had those scriptures. I don't think they what did does have Isaiah that. Isaiah have anything to do with it? But I think we're I think we're psychologizing people that are centuries away at that point. That's that's an assumption I can't make. But based on what they did have 
and the sacrifices that would have been obvious to the people of that day, the sacrifices that he would have been, especially when he coupled it with grain offerings, would have been the sacrifices of the law, the cleansing rites. So, so what you're saying is, for clarification, you don't think anybody before Isaiah knew Messiah was going to come and die for the sins of uh, of the elect of Israel. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that Isaiah I'm not sure that Isaiah even understood that. Okay, so whenever we're getting off subject there, but Isaiah 53 would be I think Isaiah had a perfect um, understanding of what exactly was going to happen, but that's just my opinion. Um, My my other question would be then. Um, uh, who, let's see, what, what do you think that in, in John six forty four? what do you believe that Jesus meant whenever he said, no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day. How, okay. I would, yeah, I would take say that. that breaking it down by statement, no one, who is he referring to? He's referring to humankind. No one can come. So the ability to get to the father or to get to the sun is is beyond our reach intrinsically because we sin. We are separate from God, and no one can come unless they're drawn by the Father. I believe the drawing is the gospel presentation that is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe it. I believe that that drawing that Christ said he would do to all men when he was raised up is the same drawing that he's speaking of here that the Father was doing to those in that day that were those who were actually following Christ the apostles, those ones who did come to him, they had heard from the Father because the Father had chosen them as a remnant from among Israel to reveal the Christ to. This was all very historically contextual because Christ hadn't died yet. Um, But so nobody can come unless the Father draws him, which means that if the Father draws him, he can come. And those who do come are going to be raised up on the last day. But it takes a drawing of the Father first, right? Correct. The gospel has to be has to be preached. So, okay, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by okay. the word of God. So, let me ask you this then: If if that's true, why doesn't everybody repent at the at the preaching of the gospel? Because of free will. That's fundamentally so how the I would gospel. That they have the freedom so the to gosp- reject or accept the gospel as a command and obey or disobey. So the gospel. In and of itself, whenever you speak the gospel, it, it, there's no power in your words. That's not what you're saying, right? No, my words don't have the power, but the content of the okay. gospel is the power. They can okay. believe in the and message so, of this, the Christ that died for for the right. sins of the world. Like That is and, the power of God and the salvation, is to trust in Christ for that. So if they can believe in that, that power, by the presentation of that very fact. And sometimes that power fails. No, no, power doesn't fail. No, it's not, it, the, the power of God is unto salvation for those who believe. It doesn't say that the, the power has failed for those who disbelieve. Those who disbelieve are condemned in their sin for disbelief. That the only, okay, the so. only option that, that, that would have brought them close to the Father was presented to them, and they rejected it in favor of their own ideas. And that is something they did freely. It's not something that God didn't, didn't, didn't provide atonement for, for them. I believe God provided atonement for them. I believe that God provided the means by which they may be saved. I believe that God provided the evangelist that was inspired by the Spirit, that the Holy Spirit brought gospel that was brought to them, that gives them the availability and enables them, grants them a repentance. 
and they reject it. They are disobedient. That's on them. So whenever, that's, that's so whenever well. God, ever, so when God grants repentance to somebody, they can reject it. Correct. Grant does not mean that What's he's that? effectually causing them to do anything. It means that he's allowing or enabling. That would be forced. It would no, be coercion. No, well, that's exactly what we have whenever we have the word draw. In, um, and I made a note about this, actually. Uh, let me get back to it. Um, draw, uh, hold on just a second. Let's see. Do, 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 do. I feel like we're going in the right direction here already. This is good. I think I deleted it on accident. I Bummer. Um, yeah, that, that sucks. Um, okay, well... Yeah, so never mind on that one. Um, but yeah, there, there. I'll, I'll put it like this: and the, the the Greek word for draw, I don't know exact, or the Greek word that um, that John okay. uses there, I, I forget the exact word. Um, but Elko. anyway, it has a what is it? Elko. Hold on just a second. Let me because this is actually good, and I think we could pause for a second to pull this up because I think it needs to be addressed. I believe um, it's Elko. I believe that's what it is. Okay. I, I think you're right. It <laughs> yeah, it's. I might be pronouncing let, hold it on. horribly. I don't know. I know it's like Helka something. Um, I know the the people who are listening are like, "You idiots! Like, what are you talking about?" No. <laughs> the, 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 right. This, this is really important, though. Um, let, let's see. Greek. Obviously, um, we're not scholars right now. <laughs> right, right, and see, that's the thing. Like, I love this because we're not scholars. We're just two ordinary guys, given our, you know. Um, given our opinions and you know at the end of the day that's that's exactly what I want for everybody is to be able to base their go to the scriptures don't take what Josh and I say for for anything go to the scriptures do the research yourself and come to your conclusions um, obviously I think I'm right Josh obviously he thinks he's right or else we would agree <laughs> but at the same time <laughs> Amen. Um, so I got I've got John 44 pulled up here in the Greek and it's let's see if I can find it here it is uh, Helkuse. So let's see if I can click on this word and pull it up. Helkuse is a very interesting, very interesting word. Um, I don't want to go there. Maybe here. Ah, no. Sorry, guys. Sorry for y'all. If you guys want to talk about something else, that's fine. For now, what? If you guys want to talk about something else while I'm looking this up, you can. Oh, oh, to fill the time. No, if you got like, anything, you want to change the subject? What happened? Are you okay? No, no, no. Oh, no he no, just no, he no. just needs no, some time no. to dig. But so I guess uh, here's the thing. I think what's important here is that um, if people are interested and they're listening to the discussion and they're listening to how all of this unfolds, I think what's important to understand mm -hmm. is. That if you have a desire to know God, you're you're past what we're talking about, right? Regardless right, of right. of of where this falls down, um, if if you're if you're even listening to the show, chances are the Holy Spirit is speaking into your heart. And so, uh, re regardless of which one of us you agree with or disagree with, I, I I I think it's it's safe to say you're in the safe boat one way or the other, right? Right. Right. So right. here in Hill believes we'll be saved. Right. Right. And see here it says okay sorry yes absolutely I agree hundred percent if you are feeling this drawing that we're talking about or or this if you're like ah man you know what Tyler's saying or what Josh is saying I don't understand it or you know am I one of the elect or you can settle that question right now believe in Christ 
none of that was discussed whenever the jailer asked Paul, what must I do to be saved? He said, believe in Christ, period, in the subject. Um, but That's to right. get back to this Helcuse word, um, it's a, 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 the definition is to drag. The usage is I drag, draw, pull, persuade, or unsheath. Um, Helcuo is properly to induce, draw in, focusing on the attraction uh, hyphen power involved with the drawing. So there's more to it than just a mere compelling. Like, I'm going to tell you the gospel, and I'm going to compel you to believe in it. No, helkuo is, or, or helkuse, the feminine form of the word, is more so a, it's power. It's it's more than just a, an appeal or, or an invite, so to say. No, this, unless, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him helkuse to draw or drag or, or or focus the attraction or power in that person that's that's the, the proper use of the word no there there's them. i think there's yeah there's more to it than that though that is a that is a synonym and a usage of it but also there's to drag like i said drag draw pull right but fundamentally in the context of the sentence he's talking about the ability to come and he's talking about the father making the the proper persuasion, and it is powerful. I don't think that the gospel okay, is anything so, that can just be taken flippantly unless somebody is just really that hardened already. And I don't think that they're born that way because not everybody is that hardened. So I think that no, I think whenever I, what I'm what I'm what I'm confused about is is how this has how this how this would 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 ultimately. Um, come in favor of, of, of what you would think is like an effectual salvation. Um, even, okay. even if God Be- is, let's say dragging someone, you don't believe that God is dragging someone. You believe that God is effectually changing their will. So I don't know that that's even the right translation. No, I believe that God gives say. them. I, I believe that God gives them a new nature at, right. when, so when, they'll, at, they'll at the moment of belief. They won't have to be dragged. They'll willingly come. Whenever, no, that, I think that's a misconception. We're not saying that God is is coming down here and dragging people. What the point is? No, I, that's is what I'm that saying. I don't think you are saying a perfect that. example. No, I'll put it like this: a perfect example is Paul, right? And whenever Paul, he what what was Paul? He was a a persecutor of the church. And God worked in that man in such a way that he literally changed his mind because of it. You don't have that with just mere persuasion. You have that with okay, something he, that's he been going on for maybe mean. months or, cent- or, or, or or years. Huh? I didn't hear that. I said, I, but it's, we, we still don't have any account in that that, that, that God was using anything other than a, a normative mean, like, like the way he used a fish for Jonah. Uh, I don't understand. What is God changing? What is God changing other than his his mind, his will, the metanoia that changes their mind? God is their heart. God, no, no. God literally takes the heart of stone out and puts in a heart of flesh. There's an exchange. You believe believe that happens prior to that? You believe that happens prior to repentance and belief, right? No, I believe it happens at the same time. I believe that once someone is given the Holy Spirit, their belief is in they're, they're they're believing it. I don't think God does anything arbitrarily. I think it's with a purpose, and whenever God gives His Holy Spirit, I think it's with a purpose to save uh, now and forever. Hold on a second. When you say arbitrarily, what do you mean? 
What I mean is that God didn't just save people for no reason. God saved people and justified people and gave them his Holy Spirit to make them into the image of Christ. You believe that there's an election for individuals in that aspect. The selection that he did was without regard to to any of the individuals that are being selected or passed over, right? Right, but but the problem with that is, and I know you read this verse a a different way than I do. I think you think it's referring to nations, but Romans 9, and I knew this was going to come up, but it's fine. But Romans 9, whenever he's talking about um, uh, Jacob and Esau, or no, I'm sorry, um, or am I? I I don't know. I'm I'm blanking here. I'm sorry. That is Romans 9. Yeah, Um, that's Romans 9. Okay, so so Jacob and Esau, he says that he chose you know Jacob under Esau before the twins did anything good or bad. Um, so okay. it's not like that God looked down, and I and I don't think you hold this. You you would say that God for you know His foreknowledge that's from ever. He didn't look down the corridors of history and see who would choose Him, and then that's how He foreknew. No, it, that would mean God gained a knowledge, and we'd both agree that God is omniscient or. or um, yeah, I'm, yes, I'm omniscient knows everything. So that's all I'm saying is that when, whenever God chooses to um, open up somebody's heart, like I said, example of Lydia um, from our previous conversation, that's what I think happens whenever the moment that uh, the gospel is preached, because a lot of people have preached the gospel to me, but I didn't take a hold until I think age 24, 23, something like that. Tyler. So that, that's that's the point I'm making. Yeah. I, no, I love it. I love the discussion. I love where all of this has gone, and I, I love how this has kind of branched out. And I, I think really really what we come to is the fact that each one of these things we could probably talk about for a week straight. Like, we could do an entire series oh on goodness, any yeah. one of these topics. And so at the end of the day, I like what you said. You know, at the end of the day, we'll give you all of the references. We'll give you all of the things. All of those are going to be available in the show notes at completecenters.com. So if you go over there and you mm-hmm. click on the episode, uh, you'll be able to reference all of the scriptural references that we're talking about. And you can go look it up from yourself and decide for yourself what you believe. Above all else, Continue to study the Word of God and continue to ask questions. And the other piece of encouragement I would give to somebody is accept the fact that not everything is going to make sense. You're never going to understand it all, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that that needs to be stated. And whenever I'm done, Josh, you can have the last word if you want to, buddy. Um, But whenever it comes to God, there is a mystery that our limited three-pound brains cannot comprehend. You know, I think that I have it figured out um, how God, you know, I think that he chose a people before the foundation of the world. Um, That's what Ephesians 1 says, um, to be in Christ and to ultimately be conformed to the image of Christ. People in hell are not um, conformed into the image of Christ. Um, Part of that is sinless. Part of that is glorification. No one is in hell um, is glorified in the same sense that, people um, in the in heaven now and on, on the new earth will be whenever they receive their glorified body. There's a complete, you know, disconnect uh, from those two people. And and the point of all of this is not to to disagree and to, the, the point of it is to present you guys, the listeners, my beloved listeners, I love you, each and every one of you, is to present you guys with two different perspectives. It's up to you at the end of the day to choose what perspective that you think the Bible um, gives. Uh, we both, I, I think it's safe to say that we both 
draw our own conclusions from what the Bible says. There's probably a little eisegesis here and there from both parties. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's and I pray that God would cause us to quit doing that. Yeah, I said cause because I mean it. Cause me to quit doing that and you know take out all from the Bible. But here's the thing in summary. The thing that unites us is this. It's we uh, it's we are covered. Uh, I'm choosing my words carefully. We're covered in the blood of Christ, the sinless precious blood of the lamb. And no matter what you do, no matter what you believe or, or the 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 thing that matters is who is your faith in? Is it in yourself? Is it in your choices? Is it in your whatever? Or is it in the Son of God? Period in the subject. I think that's that that's what unifies us is that my faith is in Christ. From what I understand, Noah and Josh, your faith is in Christ. And that's what unites us, and we are brothers in Christ in that. So if you found something on the show that you disagree with, that's fine. Disagree with it. I hope we edified people. Um, but if you have any questions, like Josh said, feel free to hit us up. Make sure you go to Complete Center. Well, you're already at Complete Centers if you're listening to this. Make sure you share it, like it. Leave us feedback because we love hearing from our audience. And, Josh, it's all yours, buddy. Okay, well, I, I guess in, in closing, I would like to I'd like to agree with what you just said. Is that ecumenically, I'd really like to say that ultimately we are bound by truth and love uh, in Christ, yeah. and and I believe that Tyler is saved. I believe that I'm saved, and I believe that ultimately all who believe in the risen Christ are saved, uh, and all who do not believe in the risen Christ are condemned in their sin already. And the end of both of our systematics is exactly the same. Those who believe are atoned for, and those who do not believe are condemned in their sins. So ultimately, the outworking of the two is identical. We're just talking about nuts and bolts. So I agree in, yeah. in, in, in what we're doing right now is trying to define a schematic for something that we both ultimately agree upon in, in the end is going to be this way. Christ is saving those who humble themselves and believe in him, whether that is by effectual grace and irresistible grace and an, un, and an unconditional election unto salvation from eternity past by God and his grace to choose a people to save, or by God giving man the ability to choose, and whether they choose positively or negatively, they are therefore fulfilling that command. Um, my, my position is ultimately that you know, like Tozer said, it, it's it's not that God has decreed which choice we would make, but that we would be free to make it. And every time man does agree or disagree with the will of God, he is not countervailing God's will, but fulfilling it because God willed for us to be free to make moral decisions as moral agents. I believe that that accounts for um, a lot of the discrepancies that we see in, in things that people could bring up to try to oppose the, the message of the gospel and the, the, uh, the religious uh, substrate that we use and that we live by and the churches that we go to, a lot of people would use a lot of opposition and, you know, ask the hard questions and the, the questions that deserve to be asked is, you know, if, 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 since God is good, why, why is the world gone wrong? Why is the evil? You know, why the evil? Why the evil? And I find the only viable answer that I've been able to come to and, and, and agree with and see the holiness of God preserved is that man is free, and we've just done the wrong thing consistently because we've been born with a propensity to sin, 
and we continue to do so willfully, um, and that we have the ability to do otherwise, and therefore are blameworthy and worthy of the condemnation that we bring upon ourselves for rejecting Christ. Um, so I believe one, that if anybody has listened this far, that they should repent and believe in Christ, because if you've listened this far, you probably care a whole lot about what we're talking about. So you should you should trust in Christ. Believe in Christ and thou shalt be saved. You guys have a good week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>